Welcome. If you're a woman who has a sense that there's more out there for you, you're in the right place. I'm Whitney Baker, host of the Electric Ideas podcast. Somewhere along the line of working kids, life carried on, but I lost track of my truth. I'm on a reflective journey, and that's what this podcast is all about. Each week, I interview a woman who is lighting her own path and offering others hope. Before our conversation ends, we'll share a reflective question for you to explore. Sometimes all we need is a jolt, a fresh idea, an aha moment that connects us to a sense of possibility. This, my friends, is what I call an electric idea. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Electric Ideas podcast with Whitney Baker. I'm pumped today because we have health queen Rachel Pastor with us. Rachel is a fitness and mindset coach who specializes in helping people break through limiting beliefs, create habits that last, and a body they love. One of the reasons I knew we had to get Rachel on the show is, yes, she's a powerhouse when it comes to all things wellness and fitness, but she also seems to have cracked the code on the mindset piece that may be missing for a lot of people. So Rachel, why don't you start with telling us a little bit about your inside out philosophy when it comes to personal transformation? Yeah, absolutely. So that is a loaded question. So we're going to like take it apart piece by piece because, you know, a lot of the time when people come to me, they're coming to me for a body transformation, right? And really what I am creating within people is a transformation from their inside. And then really what you're seeing, if I'm posting like a before and after picture is a reflection of, of the inside. And, and you're just seeing that change on the outside of them. And that really is how it works for all of us in our lives is we all are constantly transforming inside. We're all constantly changing how we're changing and what we're changing and how we're transforming really depends on us and what we're choosing to do and how we're choosing to lean into that or become aware to it. But really my mission in helping people transform from the inside out it hasn't necessarily always been that way. In fact, that I haven't always seen it that way. I started working in the health and fitness industry in 2008. I started teaching cycling classes. I became a personal trainer. I was going to school. I ended up, you know, starting my own fitness and nutrition business, opened a gym and, and really like was just so excited about that aspect of really helping people feel good. But what I really, really noticed within people, what I really started to see over and over and over again was this exact same pattern. And it was, why was it that it was so hard for people, first of all, to get in the habit of, you know, showing up for themselves, of eating healthy, of working out, like what was this pull for them? Why was it so hard to get started? And then even more, why was it so hard to stick with it? Right. And, and really understanding that and trying to figure that out. And what it came back to is it always was the exact same answer. And it was that it had everything to do with what was going on inside of them. It had nothing to do with the nutrition plan. It had nothing to do with the fitness plan. It had everything to do with what was going on inside. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So yeah, because I think a lot of women I connect with, it's like, in their mind, and they're educated enough, like they know what they should be doing to some degree, Uh but they keep getting back on the struggle bus. And so I'm wondering if there is some sort of, if there's some commonality you see in all with all these thousands of people that you've actually inspired to, to bridge the gap, 
What's the common thread between people who just kind of dream of actually making sustainable change and are actually able to feel like they get over that hump and actually, actually transform? Yeah, that's a really great question. And I would say, first of all, the fact that you, you know, you notice that like, you know, people have a hard time, maybe they really want to create that change, but they always end up going right back to where they started in some aspects, right? So what is the difference? How do people create lifelong change? How do people get off that, what I call, you know, the hamster wheel of life, right? Doing the same things over and over and over again. And and really what it all comes down to, it comes down to our brains. It comes down to what we believe about ourselves. It comes down to our identity, right? So the way that our brains work is we have an experience, an external experience. And when it comes inside and our brain takes it in, it thinks about what it knows, right? What has it already experienced? What does it know? What is it in its own perception and reality? So if I were to take like a piece of, if I were to take a pie, right? So you have a whole pie and that is all of perception and reality fits in that whole entire pie. Most of us are only living within a very, very small sliver of that pie of our perception and our reality. So our brains take in only what it can relate to only within its own perception reality. And it literally rejects everything else. And it makes decisions based off of that. It will create an emotion off of that, whatever you're anchored into, and in turn creates an action and a result. So that's kind of that hamster wheel that we all live in. And so for a lot of us, it's very like, I, I just, I don't get it. I really, really want this thing. I really, really want to feel better. I really, really want to, you know, I want this life. I want to create this. I just don't get why I can't stick with it. And I have so much grace for that. I have so much compassion for that because it's just a misunderstanding of that, you know, it's great that you want that, but it will never change until you change what's going on inside your brain so that your brain then starts taking that in. So it's opening up that perception and the reality. It's opening up those beliefs. It's opening up and, and creating that new identity. That's how you're going to open up that perception and that reality. So one of the very first steps that I take people through is I take them through, what are all of your biggest dreams and goals in your life? And a lot of the time, you know, they're probably looking at this being like, wow, I joined you for, you know, weight loss, Rachel. I want to, I want to have six (laughs) pack abs. Like, what do you mean? What are all my goals and dreams? And, and what I do is I take them through because I, I need to see, okay, what are all these things? And then I ask them, okay, so this is what you want in your life. This is why have you not created it? And that's when we really start getting down and dirty because we really start seeing what are the real beliefs that they have about themselves, right? You haven't created in your life what you want to create because your beliefs don't match that, right? So again, perception, reality, your beliefs don't match it, which means you're just, you're, you're not being able to create it. So we look at their beliefs. Okay. What are the characteristics of the person who's living out all of these goals and these dreams? Okay. Well, the person who is living out all these goals in their dreams, they're disciplined, they're kind, they're loving, they're giving, you know, it's different for everybody there, you know, but we're pulling also apart an identity, right? And so from there, as soon as we have those limiting beliefs, as soon as we have these characteristics, 
we start to create the identity of the person who is living out all of their goals and their dreams. And then we have to reprogram and rewrite their brains in order for them to be able to step in and make decisions from this place day after day after day. So as soon as they start making decisions and aligned actions with this person, this identity, they start to create the life that they want to create. A lot of the time people hear that word manifestation. They hear, you know, they're hearing a lot of these words going around right now. And it seems very voodoo, lada, like, you know, they're just, you know, it's kind of this magical thing. Um, It feels like magic, but it's not actual magic in that, you know, it's not like, ta-da, it's there. What's happening is you're expanding your mind, you're expanding your perception, you're changing your beliefs, and your mind is following it. Your life that you're creating is now following that. Wow, I love that. I love kind of when you were talking about the pie, a word that came to mind to me was aperture too, because it feels to me like you're saying too, like sometimes we get stuck with just being able to see the sliver of what our reality is. And if we can find a way to kind of step back and widen the aperture, uh-huh. We can invite in more possibility. Yeah. So what are some of the common, especially for women, what are some of the most common, maybe self-limiting beliefs that tend to pop up that maybe women don't even know they're carrying that could be holding them back from kind of stepping into this more vibrant, more higher self-reality that you're talking about? The, the top ones that I hear, I'm going to go with the top ones that I hear more around people's bodies in relationship to their health and their wellness is one that they just can't lose the weight. A lot of the time, if, if somebody has struggled with their weight their whole entire life, they just truly don't believe that it's possible for them. But that's also, also the top belief that I hear about anything in life is that people just don't believe that it's possible for them right? That they don't believe that they're good enough. They don't believe that they have what it takes. Those are some of the top limiting beliefs. Uh, Another one is that they don't have time. That's a huge one that I hear that they don't have time. They don't have what it takes and they don't have the knowledge. Okay. Let's dive in a little bit into the time situation. Cause I feel like, and I'm going to add in excuses too, because a lot of women who like are on the struggle bus, there's, it feels like there's always a reason why you maybe are reaching for something that isn't nourishing, or you don't want to get that workout in. It's like, whether your kids got up, whether you have a deadline, I think that we all know that there's always going to be something in life. Like, would you have any kind of practical advice for how we can leave the excuse, excuse train in the station? Yeah. So awareness, it always comes back to awareness, whatever you're saying to yourself, whatever the excuse may be, this is why I cannot create this in my life. I would ask you to ask yourself why, why? So like, let's use time. Okay. If you don't have enough time for working out, well, why don't you have enough time? Well, then most likely somebody is going to come back with, because, you know, I have to get my kids off to school, then I have to work, then I have to make dinner, then I have to, you know, they're going to go through all these programs in their head of what they have to do for that day. And as they continue to ask themselves why, what they're really going to come back to is that it's not a priority. Okay. Because they do have a lot of time for a lot of things in their day. And I always bring people back to 
most people at some time throughout their day had 30 minutes to search through social media or to watch this TV show or to do this or to do that. There always is time for the things that are priority, but you're going to always believe you don't have time until you become an awareness of what actually the truth is. That's really helpful. I like that. So another thing that my community has talked about, because women have enough to be hard on themselves about beat them up. And I love how you are just so standing in like such positive and joyful light and like celebrating women wherever they're at. If you're kind of on the, uh, in a feeling that maybe you'd like to evolve, you'd like to shift, maybe shed externally or internally, how, how can you love where you're at and celebrate that, but also have accountability mm-hmm. and not just kind of like use that as, and let me, let me love myself. I'm perfect as I am. I love those messages because I think mm-hmm. women are, but it can be real easy to shift that into. So I'm just going to skip that today. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love this conversation because it's uh, one I've had a lot with, especially other different trainers around this, like polarizing and almost pull between self-love body positivity, where it's to a point where, okay, we almost lost health somewhere along the lines there. And then to the other, an aspect of that, which is like the complete opposite and not self-love. It's just this like, uh, maybe. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. This is it. First of all, I want to tell you this. If you don't love yourself now, you're not going to love yourself 10 pounds lighter, 20 pounds lighter, hundred pounds lighter. I have helped thousands of people. And I can tell you that it does not matter. I've seen, I've helped people lose a hundred pounds in a year. I've helped them. And if, if they did not learn to love themselves along the way with the weight on their body, it does not matter when the hundred pounds is off, they feel the exact same way about themselves. Okay. So really what self-love comes down to is truly loving yourself enough loving yourself so deeply. And I don't even want to say enough, but loving yourself so deeply that you want to move your body, that you want to feel good, that you are worthy of feeling good, that you're worthy of eating food that makes you feel good, that you're worthy of taking time for yourself throughout the day. I mean, geez, Lord, God forbid that you would take 30 minutes to yourself to just be you know, we have so many pressures on ourselves, but that is, that's actually what self-love is. Self-love is loving yourself enough and really embodying that to do things for yourself that feel good, that you're worthy of. Wow. That's love. going to let people sit with that for a second. Love that. It's awesome. I just want to say you loving yourself has nothing to do with what the scale said this morning. It has nothing to do with the size jeans you wear or anything like that. That's not what self-love is. That's not it. And so that's really what I teach people is like, it literally does not matter if you stepped on the scale today and you're, you know, you, you have that 50 pounds that you want to lose to really be at that health you want to be at. So you can go run and play with your kids and, 
you know, be at the energy level and health you want to be at, you can still love yourself. And that's how you learn how to love yourself. And that's what I was just telling you guys is like, show yourself that love, teach yourself that love by doing these things that are self-love. The number on the scale is not, that has nothing to do with it has everything to do with how you're treating yourself, the choices you're making and how you're loving yourself. That's really what I want to drive home. Thank you. Thank you for sharing that and and the clarity. I think regardless of the time of year, sometimes I think women, again, I'm talking about the women that kind of know what they're doing, but they just like can't quite get over the hump. I think they get on what they call, and I'm guilty of this sometimes too. It's like, I call it a health kick. It's not that I'm not consistent normally, but I just want to kind of up my level of it or, you know, have this like jump. And I feel like it's really common to be like, and now I'm going to drink all the water and I'm going to eat clean and I'm going to completely retool my schedule. And I think this is really common and again, guilty of, of kind of like changing all these things because you're ready for that dramatic change yourself. And I've talked to you a little bit and heard you talk about why sometimes this can be misguided. And I'm just curious why this is kind of a trap that women fall into. And maybe if you have ideas for a better approach. Yeah. Well, what I would tell you is that you always need your staples, right? So everybody needs to have their staples as far as like, what are the things that you do every single day, no matter what, right? So what are those habits that are, and, and right now, maybe you don't have any and that's okay. Like you, you have habits and behaviors. We all do, but maybe you don't have any that are around your health and wellness that are every single day. And so that would be the first step is that I tell you is that have that, have that. What is that one thing that you're going to do every single day, no matter what? So is it drinking a certain amount of water? Is it getting 15 minutes or 10 minutes of, you know, 30 minutes, whatever that looks like for you every single day? really have those staples in your life. And, and, and it sounds like that's where you're at right now is like, you have those staples in your life, like certain things that you always do, but then there's times where you really rev it up more and really feel like, you know, you you're adding a lot more in. And I think that's very, very, very common. And what I want to say is that's okay. (laughs) That's okay. Life ebbs and flows. Life always will ebb and flow. That is life. Life is energy. It's just going to ebb and flow constantly. What's most important is that you really, really get anchored into the things that do make you feel your best that are really your hinging points around your health. So figuring those out and really becoming in the habit of doing those every single day. And then sometimes you're going to have times in life where you're like, you know what? I want to do a marathon or I want to do this race, or I just want to, you know what? I just want to get a little bit stronger right now. And so you add to your workout routine and you add into doing more things and it's okay to do that. There's nothing wrong with that. What's most important is that you always have a baseline that are things that you do that are attached to this health and wellness identity. That makes a lot of sense. And what if women have what about women who have kind of their, their baseline, but it feels not necessarily punishing, but they've lost joy because I think you always exude this, like, I I don't know, maybe I, this, this is just me interpreting, but 
I feel like you just exude this like joy for sharing, but also like that people should feel like empowered stepping into movement. And so if people have kind of gotten into a rut, Mm -hmm. but they don't know what to do and it just feels punishing or, or boring, Mm -hmm. what is your advice for them? Yeah. So first I would ask you to become an awareness around what is fitness to you? So are you away from motivated or are you towards motivation in your fitness? For some of you, somewhere along the line, you may have become away from motivated. What does that exactly mean? What that means is that you have attached an emotion to working out that is a negative emotion, a painful emotion. So you now have started to get into this place of working out because of something that's painful, whether it be that you don't feel like you look good enough in a bikini because you feel like, or because a wedding's coming up and you need to look a certain way, that's all pain motivated, right? You're reacting off of something that does not feel good. So oftentimes when people are doing that, I call that away from motivation. That's how they're going into their workouts. It's very hard to show up and do something when you're away from motivated. It's also very easy to show up and do something when you're away from motivated and do it until you get the result you want. And then you quit doing it. Right. So two things happen when you're away from motivated it, it one, you have a hard time sticking with it or two, you stick with it like crazy. And then you give up on it right away. Once you, the pain has been fulfilled. So I would encourage you to really look at what your reasoning is for working out and what joy is it bringing your life? What is the good that it bringing is bringing your life? What does it make you feel? How does it add a feel good emotion into your life and tap back into that and really anchor into that around working out? And then also look at what you're doing. You might need to just change it up. I change it up all the time, all the time. I have like punch passes at almost every fitness place around town because I really like to keep it high vibe and that I get, you know, I might get bored easily and I like to change it up and I like to change what I'm doing. So also look at what you're doing, because if you do the same things over and over and over again, sometimes it just becomes boring. Absolutely. I, I really love that, you know, away from motivation, it to me ties back a little bit to what we were talking about with self-love too, because Mm -hmm. when you're in that zone, you're like, wow, I get to show up for myself today you know, and it's such an invitation Mm -hmm. and I can feel that that resonate compared to how you're describing people that kind of get stuck in that trap. Yeah. Really like how you put that. That's cool. Okay. So I, I would be remiss not to ask, I, I put it out that I was chatting with you today and so many people were like, please ask about supplements and vitamins and all this stuff that's coming up Two, it's a twofold question. And one, but it was so weird. Like everybody was like, I want to know this. So I was like, okay, I'll ask, I'll ask, you know, is there a baseline that every woman should be taking? That's part one, part two, hear me out. I got lots of questions about should women be taking like vitamins and supplements that are tailored to them in a specific way? Interesting. I love this. I, yeah, I know that you kind of said something to me about that. And I was like, well, I, I'm going to say two things about this. Okay. I'm going to say one, I, I do not, 
prescribe, like I don't tell my clients to take any type of supplements at all. In fact, I don't even have anything that I tell them to take. So I am, it's not that I'm against supplements. I just want to say that right now. It's just that I truly believe that we really do have everything that we need in order to create and, and have a healthy body. If we truly did, you know, move our bodies regularly, as much as they really do need to be moved and really ate really good food, like that we, we, we really don't need a whole lot outside of that. That being said, do I take anything? Yes. I'm not <laughs> going to tell you I don't. So my answer is really just going to be around what I take on a daily basis and why I take it. And then I can like slightly answer the, do we all need these certain prescribed, you know, for our body vitamins or whatever. So I have protein supplement in my house. I don't drink a protein shake every single day. It's really just on those days that I'm on the go, but protein is super duper important for our bodies. And it is as far as, you know, uh, macronutrients go, it's, it is the top of the macronutrient as far as why our body needs it and how it works in our body. So having protein on hand is really important. Um, take vitamin D3. I take zinc. I take dim, which helps just really balancing your hormones. And outside of that, iodine for uh, thyroid. And I honestly think that's it. I am, oh, vitamin C. I'm more for taking things that are just keeping our immunity health alive and well than I am for taking supplements just to fulfill all these other needs. So I don't necessarily think that we need all of these fancy vitamins. I don't think that we necessarily need these, you know, I don't think that we need a lot of that. I think that we're told that we need these things. So then we feel like we, you know, I I feel like it's just a belief that's created in us. My opinion. I know I, you're, I, appreciate the, the look under the hood, honestly, just, I think it's really interesting just to say what that I appreciate your willingness to share what you take, you know, (laughs) obviously. (laughs) Yeah. I just, I I'm like, I I don't really have, I'm maybe not the best person to ask about it, but then maybe I'm the best person to ask about it. Cause I'm just like, let's simplify people. I feel like we make things way more complicated than we need to. And it really, it honestly comes back to that, even down to fitness and nutrition, everything tends to feel like it's so overcomplicated. And I talk to personal trainers every single day and it's like, come on people, let's just get back to the basics. Like, you know, the same movements that have been done for, you know, years and years and years and years and years those movements, you don't need to be doing all these complicated things in order to be getting healthy and fit. It's like, we have overcomplicated a lot of things. Just get back to the basics. If we did the basics regularly, holy hell. (laughs) I appreciate that. Cause I do think that there, as much as I like learning and I think like, you know, everybody's different. Sometimes it's almost like people want the silver bullet of like, I can take this when they're not yes. doing the, the nutrition piece as yeah, like, Oh my God, this was my thing I was missing when, oh. <laughs> yeah, I hear you yes. on that. Yes. Okay. Well, I we're about up against time, but 
I always like to, at the end of my conversations, I am on a reflective journey myself and I'm a journaler and whether people just want something to think about or chat with a friend about, have a more meaningful conversation than normal, or they are Mm -hmm. prone to journaling. I like to invite my guests to say, to share, like, what's one question women should be asking themselves more? So this is one of the top things I spend time on every single day is just journaling. And I'll sit on the same question and it's called no time. That's what I call it. It's called no time. And I just let it flow. And my question that I would encourage you to ask yourself is why are you not living the life of your dreams? And then I want you to ask yourself why over and over and over again, and literally do not leave that question for 15, 20, 30 minutes. And just, it's typically after the first five to 10 minutes that the actual truth will start to come out. And I can't wait to hear what could possibly be underneath all that for everybody. Amazing. I can't wait to try that myself. That's really a great practice and incredible answer. Okay, Rachel. Well, thank you so much. It was such a pleasure to connect with you. And I know that so many people are going to be served by you sharing your your light and positivity. And I know they're going to want to follow you and learn more. So tell us a little bit about if people want more Rachel in their life, which everybody can obviously use, where can we follow you and support you? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram mostly. So it's rachel.pastor like your church pastor spelled the same R-A-C-H-E-L, rachelpastor.com. But probably the coolest way to connect with me is through text message. I send out weekly, free weekly, five to 10 minute meditations in helping you reprogram your mind. And then also daily motivation in fitness, fitness mindset, motivation in reprogramming. So you could text me at 970-442-5848. Just text join and you can even text me on there. Like I'll text you back. It's really me. That's super, super cool. Thanks for the VIP access for the listeners. And we'll make sure to drop that in the show notes. Perfect. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so glad you joined me today. If you're looking for more, feel free to connect with me on Instagram at at Whitney Woman. And if you enjoyed the show, I invite you to support me by leaving a review or sharing it with a friend. Hope you have an inspired day.